Welcome to the Chris Yeh Podcast. I am Chris Yeh, and it's time for another Mental Samurai recap. This time, it's episode six of Mental Samurai. First out of the gate was Hannah Cusin. Hannah is a freshman at Stanford University. She's unapologetically smart, and she is a Taekwondo black belt. Hannah went through the course. She was very confident, very calm. She even managed to get a tough question about Top Gun, something which obviously took place long before she was ever born. She lost a little time on that, but she was able to come through. She was even able to, and I thought this was hilarious, as she puzzled out American Idol winners, think to herself, well, I think Carrie Underwood was before Jordan Sparks because her first album came out when I was eight years old. My goodness, I feel old. Wow. But she did lose on the memory tower. It was one of those memory tower questions where I had no idea. She had a bunch of arrows with city names on it. I think she did a good job just to guess to make sure she realized that she was going to run out of time. She did not run out of time like other competitors. She said, I'm going to go down swinging. And it was a good play to guess, even though she didn't get it. Again, a great job. I'm going to try to reach out to her. I would love to have her come and even attend my Mental Samurai watch party. So we'll have to see. I can only imagine what it was like in her dorm. And I'm going to reach out to her and try to interview her. I'd love to find that out. Next up was Steve K. Steve K is a fellow who, at the time of the show, was focused on uh, his career in music in Las Vegas, but is actually now currently an MBA student at Cornell. So very educated, very smart guy. He'd worked with people like Justin Bieber and Usher. Steve was super focused on a great pace, very no-nonsense. He was locking in without waiting for the question to finish, which is something that more people probably should have done. And he was having a little fun along the way. Remember when he said, hi, Rob. But like Hannah before him, he went out on the memory. This was a memory question with a series of birds. I actually got this one at home, but again, a lot easier to get these things at home when you're not sitting in the chair. Steve's actually been one of the very active people in our mental samurai community. He's been very helpful helping others. So uh, really great guy. I hope I get a chance to meet him sometime and I'll love to have him on the show if he will come on. Next up was Chad Poist, a farmer. He literally came on and shot these videos with a farm hat on. He's also a supply chain manager. Something that they don't like to mention on the show is that this Chad lives in Los Angeles. Uh, he's a dad like me with two kids. And like me, he did not look very happy as Ava was uh, jerking him around from place to place. I would say that Chad did reasonably well, but I felt like he was not really pushing the pace nearly enough. For example, when he was going through the question about happy birthday, he took way too much time. I felt like he was too focused on the drama. He was going to run out of time if he didn't miss any questions. Uh, but he ultimately did lose on the memory tower. As he predicted up front, I can say from personal experience, sleep deprivation is a bitch. It is hard to have a good memory when you have young children. Next up after that was Stella Zawitkowski. So Stella was one of the people who was there with me on my day of filming. We got to spend a lot of time together. Stella is a brilliant crossword solver. And I can tell you for a fact, this was definitely the case. We saw her solving crosswords as we were waiting around. She finished every single crossword in the room. It was amazing. She could just go way faster, maybe two or three times faster than I ever could. Stella was coming in with a very aggressive lock-in strategy, something that I think I hadn't seen before, but I think it's really smart. She was locked locking it in with the lever, and then saying lock it in. And this is a 
point of the rules that they don't explain on the TV show. But to us contestants, they explained it to us that what matters is the lever pull, not saying lock it in. If you said lock it in without pulling the lever, it wasn't locked in. If you pulled the lever without saying lock it in, it was locked in. So it was very smart to pull the lever first and then say lock it in so that the lock it in time used to speak those words was not counting against you. So it was time that was being consumed just in the the regular pace of things. So I thought that was really cool. I did feel like Stella's hair was getting in the way. She had to keep getting it out of her eyes. Hopefully that didn't distract her too much. I love the fact that she said, I hate pop music, but managed to get the question anyway. And she just ultimately lost on the memory tower. I know she knew the answer. Uh, I was actually sitting in the on-deck circle watching as this occurred. And I remember thinking that she was having a great run, just like I remember thinking that Joey Gutman was having a great run. And it was just a case where she had plenty of time and she just rushed a little bit. We saw Heather Hurley do something similar in the Circle of Samurai uh, in a previous episode. But again, uh, Stella is a great person. Uh, we got to spend a lot of time together, and I'm hoping to have her come on the podcast. A fellow Tuesday person, as was the next competitor, Ron White, America's two-time memory champion. Ron and I got to spend quite a bit of time together as well. Uh, incredible guy, very helpful. Talked to me about his speaking career and, and how I might be able to learn from some of the things that he's doing. And if you've ever gotten a chance to see him speak, it's incredible. He greets everyone as they come into the room, and then he tells everyone their name, all 200, 300 people in the room. Even when they like try to switch name tags or switch places, he gets it because he has that good a memory. I also got to give him props because Ron managed to get his business on national TV. All of us were told we couldn't push our stuff. We couldn't sell things, but his business, the fact that he speaks and talks about memory, that was on TV. Obviously, I don't think he was happy that he went out on a memory question, but still, that's incredible to get that on national television. So kudos to you, Ron. Uh, Ron was going through, I feel like at a relatively slow lock-in pace. He wasn't locking in as fast as say Stella or Steve was locking it in. And ironically enough, he lost on a memory tower question. Uh, one of the things that actually happened is we had a second memory champion, Luis, who Ron and Luis had actually competed against each other in the past. Luis had actually learned how to become a memory expert by taking Ron's actual class. So it was a real student master thing. But uh, ultimately, Luis got montaged out, which I feel very bad about. I would have loved to see Luis's story get told. He was a real prince of a guy as well. And if he's willing to come on the podcast, I will tell a story just like I did with Jordan Halverson. The final competitor of the night was Ryan Jones, Soul Cycle instructor. Ryan is also a member of Team Tuesday, and Ryan was a fantastic guy to be around. You saw on the show, he's Mr. Fun. He's so full of life, so full of energy, running those themed classes at Soul Cycle. And if there's anybody who's going to win most animated, then it's definitely going to be Ryan. He beats out even Sam Durbin for this. He had reactions after every question he got right, and he got a lot of questions right. Uh, I am really curious, and when I get a chance to talk to him, I really want to know, when he had the question on the Van Gogh, 
with the picture of the flowers. He said he was guessing irises. I'm curious if it was really a guess or if he had an inkling. Personally, I had no idea. I thought it was also funny that he is not a boxing fan, but managed to puzzle it out and did a fantastic job on the memory tower with that subway sign. That's one that I am certain I would have gotten wrong. Just so many things to remember. And yet Ryan knew it immediately. I don't know if he's seen that particular subway sign before, but really impressive. And just fantastic celebration. Uh, As he said, I'm shocked, I'm scared, but I'm still fabulous. And I am 100% behind that. When he went to the Circle of Samurai, he got off to a good start. He got one of those dreaded spinning questions with spinning sandcastles, but got it right away. Uh, Ultimately lost out because not into the useless pop culture trivia. He knew David Beckham, but he did not know Larry David, David Duchovny, or David Letterman. Uh, obviously, the the theme here are the Davids, and including Larry David. So that was probably something that was trying to trip people up. Uh, ultimately, Ryan did not have the pop pop culture knowledge and, and lost out, but he did win twenty five thousand dollars. He will be going on to the season finale, so I'm looking forward to that on May twenty first. Uh, I also want to mention you guys probably saw during the show Ryan's parents were there and celebrating with him. They had such an incredibly beautiful relationship. I got a chance to see Ryan's parents as well. Just the most wonderful people and so obviously uh, supportive of their son. They obviously loved each other so much and we should all hope to have that kind of relationship. So fantastic run by Ryan. He was not able to become a mental samurai, but he did win $25,000 and make it through to the season finale. And I'm very excited to see him go in the season finale. I thought that he had incredible pace. He was super fast, uh, except for the fact that he was tripped up by something he didn't know about. He was almost a perfect competitor. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he does in the season finale. So that's the quick rundown of episode six of Mental Samurai season one. Hope you enjoyed this recap. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Chris Yeh. And I look forward to you continuing to tune into this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. And if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Yeh or anywhere else, Chris Yeh, C-H-R-I-S-Y-E-H. Thanks a lot.